Namaste. So we dwell today in one of the most marvelous prayers, a very special prayer. It is the prayer that the mother writes after meeting Shurbindo. Yesterday we read the one which is before meeting Shurbindo on 29th March. On 29th March afternoon she meets Shurbindo. And after that, the very next day, she writes this wonderful prayer on March 30th, 1914. This is actually the whole prayer is a meditation, wonderful meditation. How in the presence of those who are integrally thy servitors, Of those who have arrived at the perfect consciousness of thy presence, I perceive that I am still far, very far from that which I would realize. Mark, aisa kaise likh rahi hai? Unhone sab kuch anubhav kar liya hai. Isliye likh rahi hai, kyunki is samay ek cheej shesh hai. धरती पर भगवान जब अवतार रूप में प्रकट होते हैं उनकी सेवा करने का आनंद यह सुख योगियों को भी नहीं मिलता है अगर हम देखें रामायण और श्रीमद् भगवत गीता ये भागवत पुराण में भागवत पुराण में बहुत स्पष्ट रूप से यह यह प्रकट होता है कि गोपियों के साथ श्री कृष्ण का एक संबंध है और भी अनेकों अनेकों भक्त ऋषि मुनि ये सब इनके साथ श्री कृष्ण का एक संबंध है लेकिन अर्जुन के साथ जो संबंध है द रिलेशन आई एम सॉरी आई गॉट कैरीड अवे बाय हिंदी यू सी दिस प्रेयर व्हिच इज रिटन बाय द मदर आफ्टर सीइंग शुरविंदो इट इज सो ब्यूटीफुल शी इज स्पीकिंग ऑफ समथिंग व्हिच शी हैज नॉट येट experienced in life now one would wonder after having all the experiences within of kundalini shakti of uh, nirvanic consci- brahman consciousness she could go at will of the divine everywhere which she had in japan what is it that is missing what is it that she has not had and she is using the word those who are thy servitors now this service she has practiced the karma yoga of the gita and realized its truth but there is a difference between practicing this truth inwardly while engaged in action outwardly even though it is a divinely inspired action and directly engaging in works which are given by the divine as the avatar this is what we will see subsequently as the ashram life unfolds but here she is now ready to learn something very new the service of the embodied divine now this is where we we can turn to ramayana and the uh, mahabharata and the bhagavat puran we see that in ramayana if there is one person with whom lord rama's name is inseparable it is not even lakshmana not bharat they were all his devotees not so many countless even sages and seers and bhaktas were there but it is with hanuman to take the name of lord rama is to take the name of lord hanuman remember hanuman to remember hanuman is impossible without thinking of lord rama because of the servitor of the embodied divine we cannot even imagine what it means same thing we see in shrimad bhagavat puran where 
there are so many uh, you know saints and sages uh, who have experienced sri krishna in their inner being and in so many ways countless acharyas and uh, seers and saints subsequently also yogis who have experienced him but when we think of sri krishna and not think of arjuna there is something incomplete all the gopis and gopis are fine but sri krishna himself declares that it is with you he doesn't say that with gop gopis saints sages but with you i have a relation which declares itself through lives which is what you know shubhendu speaks about when he speaks to writes a letter to dilip kumar or charu chandradatta that it is a relation that declares itself from life to life where we have fought the great battle of the ages so being the servitor of the divine when he takes a human body and a human birth is an unparalleled um, privilege and an ecstasy which she wants to experience now because she has realized in one look that he is the one whom i have seen yesterday he is krishna he is the lord he is the supreme upon earth so now she look at the divine humility that all my realizations count for nothing they are there but now this is the one which i want we see how kapali shastri ji i mean how inspiring these lives are who had done all kinds of sadhana tantra sadhana vedanta sadhana mantra sadhana he could himself be a guide uh, to many a guru to many and when he came to ashram and lived here someone asked him what is it that you found here you had already completed everything and he says that why all the result fruits of all my sadhana is that they have brought me at the feet of the divine mother so this is the way they showed the way that there is nothing comparable to doing the work of the embodied divine upon earth so she is speaking of that and she says that i am still very far from realizing this state and as soon as she comes she starts the work as we know i perceive that i am still very far from that which i would realize and i know that what i can conceive to be highest noblest and purest is still dark and ignorant in comparison with that which i have to conceive so there is an aspect of the divine in creation in the entire manifestation which she knows in theory but she has to manifest in detail that's why when she was asked about reminiscences what is the mother right she doesn't write her whole life she simply says the reminiscences will be short i came to india to meet shurabindo i continued to be live here because of his work and what is that work that also she reveals so her whole life is centered around serving the embodied divine she is herself the divine mother but by this she is uh, revealing to us the highest example she is placing before mankind but this perception far from being depressing stimulates and strengthens my aspiration my energy my will to triumph over all obstacles so as to be at last identified with thy law and thy work so she is identified with the divine but identified with thy law and thy work so that is why she says in this yoga it is not enough just to aspire for the divine and union with the divine but aspire for the divine and his work his service so they are very important that right in the very first prayer she is revealing that now i have an opportunity not only to be identified with the within which i have 
experienced, realized and all the powers and possibilities. But now I have the um, possibility of manifesting thy truth, thy law and to express it in um, thy work. This prayer is directly addressed to the embodied divine. So it is a very unique prayer to the avatar. Because otherwise a kind of karma yoga she was already doing. But this is the karma yoga which starts when the avatar is present upon earth. We will talk about it probably later in somewhere else. The difference between the ordinary karma yoga which we practice where we pick and choose the work but do it in the spirit of offering to the divine and the work which is the divine work given by the divine and which we do. So there is a difference between the two. So she is using the word thy work. Little by little the horizon becomes precise. The path becomes clear and we advance to an ever greater certitude. So this is the way through works the path becomes clear. So beautiful it is, you know, that in the Isha Upanishad, evam tvai nanyeti pantha kurvan nevehe karmani jiji visheshatam sama. It is through works that the path opens and becomes clear. And then these famous lines, it matters not if there are hundreds of beings plunged in the densest ignorance. Here comes the certitude that the divine work will be done and the manifestation will take place. Why? Because the divine himself is here upon earth. When he has taken the body, he knows he has come for a work and that work will be accomplished. There is not the least doubt about it. The very fact that the mother and Shurabindu took a human body is itself a sign and indication and must fill us with not just hope but a certitude that the work they have undertaken is bound to be done. He whom we saw yesterday is on earth. Now she is speaking of her own vision of seeing Krishna of her from childhood days and again in 1904 her bowing down at the feet of Shurabindo whom she took to be one of the gods with this uh, uh, an apparition uh, who was dressed probably like a Greek god uh, the Krishna with whom she had already realized identity so she is saying that oh I had seen him in the vision but he is here upon earth his presence is enough to prove that a day will come when darkness shall be transformed into light, when thy reign shall be indeed established upon earth. The divine presence alone is enough. His presence will bring into motion many, many forces into play. See, that is revealing the whole secret of the avatar. Ordinarily also the divine is working in whole creation. But he is hidden behind the veil of the yoga maya which the yoga maya has woven, his own yoga maya and through that he is working. Uh, these are his works and his veils and his shadows. So he is working from behind but through all these different forces. But as an avatar he stands in the forefront. So that he who is hidden behind the imminent divine, the supreme who is hidden behind everything and beyond everything takes on a human body and stands in the forefront of the human quest and the human journey. So the very fact he has come into the forefront means many layers of creation through which the work proceeds, they are suddenly cut off and there is a jump time and a rapid evolution simply because the divine is present upon earth. O Lord, divine builder of this marvel, my heart 
overflows with joy and gratitude when i think of it and my hope is boundless so important thing is that she is not uh, thinking oh i had not got this opportunity i have not done it there is something which is missing but suddenly she is filled with enthusiasm and gratitude and this should be our state whenever we get in whatever small measure measure something of the divine work there are so many works that the divine has released upon this earth and to be associated with any of them is a rarest of rare felicity and we must say this work is not confined only to ashram the ashram work society work or will work and work in the world countless ways wherever there is a glory of the divine and his work is being uh, and his name is being expounded wherever his uh, countless manifestations are taking place all that is part of the large work of the divine but it starts with a very small seed as an humble beginning my adoration surpasses all words and my reverence is silent so she is entered into a state of complete silence and this adoration is beyond words why because there is now a wonderful scope of service of the embodied divine so this is something we have to understand i gave this example that it is not always with a very physical presence of the divine take for example shri krishna work or lord rama's work Uh, hanuman did his work by being by his side and he is indispensable bharat did his work in the kingdom being very far from him so there are countless ways his work is done his work is done even after he leaves the physical body there are things he has established there are things energies forces he has released idea forces and to help in their manifestation is also the work and shirobindo gives this wonderful example with reference to shri krishna he says shri krishna saved india through the mahabharata and he established the indian nation the aryavarth when the bharat bhumi Uh, which was completely under the influence of very arrogant kshatriyas who were all divided into various kingdoms and through yudhishthir uh, and dharmaraj he uh, united the entire kingdom under the reign of dharma so but then he says that the work of shri krishna that was maintained and carried on through the generations and thousands of years by countless kings and people who upheld the sanatan dharma is released by him and continued it right till jhansi ki rani whose uh, with whom shri krishna's work came to a close close in the sense that he has to now bring out a new work which we know is the yoga of transformation so this work is not only the work which physically the mother and shurbindo gave that of course it's understood all work for example in the ashram is the mother's work but also the works the idea forces that they released into this world and which are struggling to manifest against lot of forces that are trying to destroy it so all work which brings into uh, in the ambit of new creation and all work which they have released while in their physical body has can be taken as their work and to be associated with any such work is a wonder and a beauty and a joy So with this attitude we will read this prayer March 30th 1914 How in the presence of those who are integrally thy servitors of those who have arrived at the perfect consciousness of thy presence I perceive that I am still far 
very far from that which I would realize. And I know that what I conceive to be highest, noblest and purest is still dark and ignorant in comparison with that which I have to conceive. But this perception, far from being depressing, stimulates and strengthens my aspiration, my energy, my will to triumph over all obstacles so as to be at last identified with thy law and thy work. And since this unfolding of this law is endless, and since this work is endless, we can say that we should never be satisfied with oneself, with one's experiences, with one's service. Because there is always something which we can do to the, for the divine. There is always something which we can give to the divine. Something more than what we have given. So instead of depressing us, this opens doors to infinite um, degrees of realizations and experiences. So this is a very humbling prayer and also this is a prayer which lights up the fire of aspiration beyond all limits. Little by little the horizon becomes precise, the path becomes clear and we advance to an ever greater certitude. It matters not if there are hundreds of beings plunged in the densest ignorance. He whom we saw yesterday is on earth. His presence is enough to prove that a day will come when darkness shall be transformed into light. When thy reign shall be indeed established upon earth. O Lord, divine builder of this marvel, my heart overflows with joy and gratitude. When I think of it, and my hope is boundless, my adoration surpasses all words, and my reverence is silent. Namaste.